Hi, and welcome to Unashamed, a smut lover's podcast where we just want to talk to you about smut. I'm Courtney. And I'm Kelsey. All right. And we are doing another read-along. Yay. This week's episode is The Deal Dilemma by Megan Brandy. Yes. As always, these are just our opinions. If we like something you don't like, vice versa, it's not that deep. We will all move on. Tim says it takes 10 hours and five minutes to read. It's 504 pages. Yeah, it's a long one. Yeah. We were pouring through books, couldn't figure out what we wanted to read, and then realized that we missed a release from Megan Brandy. Yes. I'm normally when her books come out, they pop up immediately on my like recommendations. But I've had I've been reading a lot of like mail mail. And so my recommendations are a little off. It's either dark romance or male male right now. That's pretty much all I've got going on. Or alien romance somehow is like really slipping in there. I've read two in the past year and they're just like, but you want more. It's like, do I? <laughs> I mean, I'm not opposed to it. It's just, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't need it in my face. I'm not a big fan of sci-fi period. One day maybe. So it sounds like... It's a brother's best friend, or bro- sorry, brother's ex-best friend. Yeah, and she's trying to get him to pop her cherry and, yeah. I guess, teach her, give her experience. I mean, that's really all it says. But it says, like, in the reviews that there's twists and turns. It's bad boy, good girl. It says it's emotional, tension-filled. There's some angst. I but- actually have not read the reviews this time i'm just reading the ones that are included in the blurb because you know those ones are not going to be yeah spoilery yeah i'm uh, i'm excited i really like megan brandy she's a fantastic author if you ever just want a really good book the, go with megan brandy my <laughs> biggest uh so i know we talked about that during perfect strangers we talked about how it's harder as we get older to connect to the younger crowd. I think that's my only problem is Megan Brandy's books are almost exclusively like high school, like usually senior year, maybe first year of college, but you don't see, you know, it's, it's usually closer to under the age of 21 and it's just a little harder now to connect to them. However, Megan Brandy is also a phenomenal writer and she's one of those where even though her characters are younger especially on her series, like they have a more mature outlook, I guess. Yes. They're not immature. They're not written as their age, I guess, would be the best way to put it. So it's it's a little easier to like read them and be like, oh, okay, like I could imagine this character being beyond their years. I'm excited. I just jump in. I haven't downloaded uh, it yet. Chapter 23 is our midway point. Okay. Yeah. I like that. It- when there's like a bunch of chapters because that means that they're probably a little on the shorter side. (laughs) Eh, No, not necessarily. I'm looking. The chapters are not that short. Well, like I said, it it says it takes 10 hours. It's 130,000 words. Yeah. It's just about 500 pages. Just under 500 pages. This says it's about 13. For chapter 1 to chapter 2, it's about 13 pages. Yeah, I'm excited. I don't really have any 
anything to go off of yet. Megan Brandy's one of those that she sometimes throws you for a loop. A lot of times throws you for a loop, actually. Yeah. And her angst isn't so bad for me, at least. Like, yeah, it's a little bit, you know, it's it's a little angsty, obviously. But it doesn't, like, well, I guess it depends. She's She's throws just enough in there for it to elevate the story, for you to really connect on an emotional level, but not enough that it's going to completely devastate you. That's a perfect way to put it. She does angst very well. She puts just enough in there, and it really just takes the story up a notch. It really forces you to feel a connection with the characters. But it's not like how some authors just put shit in there, like, just to hurt you. And it's like, why? Why? <laughs> Who hurt you for you to hurt me? Yeah. Um, but no, the the angst in Megan Brandy stories are very um, necessary. It, sometimes it's a necessary evil to really take a story and characters up a notch. And I think, I think she does it really well. So I'm excited. I am too. All right. Are you ready to dive in? Yeah. What chapter did you say again? Chapter 23, 49%. Okay. All right. We'll see you guys at chapter 23. Go ahead and pause here. We're back. Yes. Um, We actually read the chapter 24, which is not bad. Oh, yeah. So if you uh, are reading along with us, pause here. Read read to chapter 24. Okay. Ready? Pause here. Okay. We're back. Okay. So... (laughs) Yeah, so it was, it's good. I really like it so far. I yeah. There's a lot of miscommunication going on. Yeah, I feel like when it blows up, it's going to be good. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pins and needles just like every time they look at each other, I'm like, is this going to be the moment where one of them breaks and spills their guts? Yeah, also it seemed like, so I think it was either chapter 23 or chapter 24, or sorry, chapter 22 or 23. He was mentioning, like, he had this plan. He left her and, like, stopped communicating with her, what, a year prior? No, it was and he a few had years this ago. plan to eventually get her back. She, I, he hadn't, in the beginning, it said that she, that he went MIA for, like, three years. They lived in the same city, but they hadn't seen each other. He helped her move into that apartment when they moved when she moved to town, and then that was it. Gotcha. Okay. So, anyway, but so he cut contact, but uh, he had been planning to, I, I don't know, get his life together. I'm assuming because whatever happened with the brother severely it, traumatized. It, yeah. Him. Well, traumatized, and also it in, impacted his life in a negative way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. He was trying to get himself together. And then he was eventually going to come back for her and, like, I don't know, claim her or something is what it seems like. He just – he made a commentary about that. And so he doesn't think he's good enough for her as he is right now. I think he has a tattoo for her on his chest somewhere because the only time she saw him shirtless, he didn't realize. As soon as he did realize, he hung up the phone. Yeah. And then – after that, he has always made sure to have a shirt on even when they're swimming. Yeah, fair enough. I want to know what happened with the brother. So I'm assuming I'm assuming he's an alcoholic and a, a bad one at that. 
Yeah. I'm not sure if he's dead or alive. However, something I thought was interesting, the first section or like the first big chunk of the book, um, both the brother and the mother were referred to in past tense. And then uh, did you catch that? Like it sounded like maybe something happened with them together. I wasn't paying attention to the mom. No, good catch. And then um, at some point she said that she was trying to call her mom and she didn't answer because she was with her dad at tennis practice. But before that point, every time the mother was mentioned, she was mentioned in past tense. She was mentioned like as if she wasn't around. And then all of a sudden she was mentioned as if she was just a normal fixture in their life. So well, I'm wondering if maybe their the daughter and mother's relationship suffered because of whatever was going on with the brother. I don't know. And see, we don't know if he's dead. They talk about him in past tense, like he's not around, but they don't ever say like he passed away or he's dead or, you know, whatever. They just say he's not around. And, and then every you know, once gone. in a while, every once in a while, there's a slip where he's talked about in present tense. Yeah, exactly. The tense makes me think that maybe he's like in a rehab or maybe he's just away and the family has cut contact with him for whatever reason. There was an accident. There was mention of an accident. Yes. Yeah. Crew has scars from that accident. And she, I don't think she knows about it though, or at least doesn't know that he was there because she mentions the scars, but she doesn't mention, Oh, he got these scars in the accident. When he, when he totaled his car or when she found out that he totaled his Mazda and he didn't elaborate, she said, I wonder if he got these new scars from the accident just like he did his other scars. Like, it was just like a really quick slip-in where she said that the scars were from an accident. I wonder if the brother did it, though, because it's also – there's mentions of, like, things that she thinks that he did that really – the that Memphis, the brother, did, like uh, stealing a bottle of liquor uh, after some breakup or whatever, where Mm -hmm. there's, like, little slips where – He's saying, oh, well, I'm not going to tell her that it was actually Memphis who did this XYZ thing. She can think that I did it. Yeah. So I'm wondering if the brother was at fault for that. And I, like I said, they always say that, like, they're ex-best friends. But right. ex-best um, friends to me means that the brother has to still be alive. Why wouldn't you just say? Unless they stopped being friends before he died, if he died. Because clearly there was a falling out regardless. So whether or not he's alive or not, there was a falling out before uh, anything happened, before they separated. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Part of me thinks he is alive because, like, um, right in one of the last chapters we read, Crew said something like, um, she'll never love me as much as she loves Memphis. I will always be second place to Memphis. Yeah, but so that made me think like, well, because every time he's talked about, usually it's loved past tense, but yeah, he um, was why, how would you be second place if he wasn't still alive? Yeah. Well, I mean, but the memory, but also yeah, she, but- she doesn't love them the same way because it would be weird if she did. Like, she's right. been in love with crew since a long time, like since she was a kid, it seems like. Yeah. And crew is thinking that she's just with him to get lessons as if she's just trying to get like a little experience before finding a real you know connection and he's in love with her which i am so oh 
I agree with you. I'm so excited to see this blow up because there is so much miscommunication. It makes me want to like knock their heads together. But yeah. And every once in a while, they will slip when talking to each other, and it just goes right over the other person's fucking head. Yeah, like the friend thing. He gets all jealous, and she's like, it's because he doesn't want me around his friend group because he doesn't want me in his life. And it's like he is de facto living with you right now. Like he, he moved, you moved him in. We didn't even argue. Go? He was like, all right, yeah, I'm living here now. It's frustrating, but also I really love it still. Yeah, so part of me thinks that everything I was thinking about the mom is made up. I don't know. Maybe I was picking up on nuances that weren't actually there. Um, I just thought that they didn't have a relationship anymore. Or, like, since she moved, maybe – I just assumed that they weren't super close. Because they talk about the dad dad all the time. Yeah, the dad is talked about a lot. But anytime the mom was referred to, she was referred to in past tense up until – she got homesick and decided to call her mom and then the meatballs when they made meatballs, which like fuck him for leaving without eating the meatballs, by the way. I was yeah. like, what a fucking dirty rat. <laughs> How dare you not eat her cooking? Oh, she worked really hard. Well, you guys did this together. You made these together. You stay and you eat those fucking meatballs, sir. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that really bothered me. The brother, I part of me thinks he is alive. I'm I still think I could be wrong and they're just kind of giving like false hope that something bigger is going on but um I do think he might be alive I think that the author is definitely using the fact that we don't know for sure as like a build-up and then it's mm-hmm. going to be like either there was a tragic accident that he died in because of his alcohol use or it was going to be or he's going to be like they had to cut contact because he did something super, super bad. And so nobody speaks to him and he's going to pop up at some point in the story. I There's yeah. one of two things that I think the author is doing. And that's why we don't know for sure. Because especially, like I said, it's too vague for it not to be a plot point in the story. Yes. And I especially think um, that it's going to be something big because and that he's not dead because there's not a lot of emotion when talked about him. It's just kind of like matter of fact when he's referred. It's not like, oh my God, my heart breaks just thinking about him and I clutch my chest. I don't know though. You know what I mean? I don't like none of that is going on. But I Um, I can see if it was something to do with his addiction, I can see what. Because I don't talk about my dad very emotionally either. You know, he died. Well, he did. He died because of his drug use. I don't talk about him very like when I stayed, I stayed it relatively matter of fact, because as much as I do love him and I did love him, it's it, at this point, you know, you say goodbye to the addict a long time before you say goodbye to them physically when they die. So your right. emotion is kind of a lot more controlled at that point. I I get that. But I feel like with Davis's personality, especially, she seems like it, I mean, it's said time and time again when she loves you, she loves big. That's true. She loves you no matter what. Blah, 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 blah. Like, it's it's said multiple times. It sounds like they were extremely close. Like, closer than most siblings are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, they, yeah. like, they were together all the time. Crew in um, Memphis went out of their way to essentially, I don't want to say isolate, but they definitely, you know, they kept boys away together. They went to her dances and chaperoned and stuff like that. So yeah, so I think if he were dead, there would be a lot more emotion underlying That's um, fair. mentions of Memphis, and there's not. Because this author, we know, does emotion very oh, well. Oh, so, so well. 
Yes. Megan so Randy has a lot of emotion in her writing. I, I really like that about her. I think she's one of the greats as far as, you know what I mean? Because oh, you yeah, can connect too. to her characters and you can also feel the emotion coming through. Also, were some of these characters um I was thinking the same books? thing from other books. I almost went back and looked, but I didn't. I'm, a, they I'm going to after. I have to finish this book tonight. But yeah, I think tomorrow I'll probably go through because I feel like I, her best friends or her friends yeah. from high school where I think I know the book one of them was mentioned in. It's yeah. The one, uh, it's one of the high school ones that I one read. One of the Brayshaw well ones, ago. right? One of the Brayshaw ones, right? No. Well, maybe a spinoff. Hold on. I'm going to find her right now. I thought Layla and Willie and stuff. Mm-hmm, me too, but I don't. I might be wrong. But I don't remember a character named Willie. I'm sorry. Me That's either. a weird I remember, character. I, I feel like Layla rings a bell, but Willie doesn't. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I would be interested in finding out their story. She did mention the interesting, like when they they slept together, he snuck out of her bed, and the brothers ratted him out. I would be interested in that book if she does do a spinoff. But you know what I've noticed? So unless she's doing a series, she doesn't do a lot of like the best friend character, like spinoffs like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A lot of her books are just straight up standalones. That, yeah. You know, aren't in the same universe. So maybe she didn't. I mean, it's entirely possible that we're making shit up, you know? <laughs> we just hear these names and we're like, that's definitely in a book I've read. But yeah. <laughs> For sure. Exists. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's go ahead and dive back in. Okay. So we're going to read to the very end all right guys go ahead and pause here okay we're back yes um what a wild ride the second half was for real it took yeah. some turns well, this wasn't dead i mean he is now but he wasn't yeah <laughs> he uh he showed up at her apartment and i i guess he there is a lot of bad history between him and crew. Just all the bad stuff over the years. But it came to a boiling point when he got crew kicked out of school for uh, I, an illegal gambling ring thing at the college. And I guess they thought crew was in charge of it. But really, it was Memphis. And then got him involved with some really bad, shady people. And it was just downhill. Yeah. Memphis yeah. ended up being a piece of shit. Yeah, until the very end, I guess. He died an okay person-ish. Yeah, he died with honor. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. But it is so happy, too. They had a baby. We got two epilogues. We got one, like, a year after, and then five years after that. And that was... I like that. I love, like, nice, wrapped-up epilogues. Yeah. It was so. a really good book. So good. Always count on Megan Brandy to really bring it home. Yeah, I was expecting um, more of the angst to lie with the relationship, and it wasn't. It was with Memphis. Oh, yeah, and essentially, as soon as we started reading again, it blew up. Like, their relationship, you know, came to a head, and it was really nice. Yeah, yeah. No, it was good. I have no complaints. I mean, I loved the book. Yeah, me too. And now I'm like in a book hangover. I don't know what to read. <laughs> our next episode is going to be our October 
favorites. Oh, I'm so excited for this one. All right. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.